And when is there to be had for the University of Arizona against Mississippi State? What would that mean for Jed Fish and for the program going forward? That and a ton more. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, we are going to talk about Arizona-Mississippi State. I believe that Arizona can win this game. We are going to go through how this can happen. I also believe that Jed Fish, um, this could be kind of the uh, the crossroads win for him. Now, again, you could say that maybe it was ASU or San Diego State, whatever the case may be. But you beat Mississippi State, that would be something in year three on the road that I think people could point to and say, yep, Arizona's making some moves right there. But first, we got to preview the game a little bit here first. Now, uh, if you remember last year, Mississippi State with Will Rogers. Will Rogers is a very, very good quarterback. Um, He had a variety of guys uh, to throw to, um, three almost 1,000-yard receivers, and on top of that, he also can move around a little bit, just enough to be able to uh, elude the non-existent Arizona pass rush. You see what I did right there? But he is—he's uh, a very good quarterback, though. And um, obviously, uh, not having Mike Leach there is going to be something that uh, I think is going to be a little bit different for everybody because you know. Uh, I'm not breaking any news right here. Mike Leach was kind of a transformational type offensive coordinator or a a head coach slash offensive coordinator in that he had fun doing what he did. You knew what was going to happen and you really couldn't stop much about it. Just a good coach, good dude all the way around. But again, Will Rogers is still a talented quarterback in his fourth year and he's got a bevy of talented players to throw to. Um, And that's going to be the key for Arizona. Can you get to him? Can you get to Will Rogers? And if you can get to Will Rogers, are you able to uh, lock him up? In the, are you able to lock the wide receivers up in the meantime? Now, a big part of that, we're going to go player by player right here, is on the uh, is on the uh, secondary. The first guy you got to look at is Ephesians Prysock. Uh, Ephesians Prysock, about 6'2". About 195, 200 pounds, ex-four-star cornerback, uh, uh, originally committed to UCLA, but then thought better of it and decided to back the A at the University of Arizona, and Arizona's very lucky to have him. Prysock was a terror in that first game against uh, NAU in that he was uh, uh, getting pass deflections, um, you know, jamming his wide receiver at the line of scrimmage, doing everything that essentially a Dwayne Aquina uh, defensive back would do. And honestly, that's going to be what he needs to do all year. Arizona needs him to be one of the best players on this team. And Arizona needs him to kind of fit into that role of being a wide, or excuse me, a cornerback that has next level potential. Because quite frankly, he does have next level potential. This is going to be a big test for him. Now, again, Price Hawk was very good all throughout camp, um, all throughout the offseason, did everything that the coaches wanted. And he's a reason that Arizona coaches were, I mean, it's not like you were pushing uh, uh, Ephesians Prysock out the door, 
But I mean, excuse me, uh, Christian Roland Wallace out the door to USC, but there weren't a lot of sh- tears shed knowing that uh, knowing that your number one wa- or cornerback now is going to be Ephesians Prysock. So again, uh, NFL dude, lots of potential. Just need to be able to show it out there in the field. This is going to be a excuse me. This is going to be an excellent first test. Now, the next one that we got to talk about then opposite him, Dylan Wyatt. Now, again, this is a uh, this is an interesting situation here because Arizona's actually got quite a few t- uh, capable cornerbacks. But uh, Wyatt, a kid out of uh, Cal Poly, I, uh, a lot of people thought originally he was going to be kind of a uh, after, you know, comes in, provides some depth, plays at the power five level. But he is uh, he's a little bit different than that in that regard, in that he is um, – he came in and he caught the coach's attention from day one. Now, again, there's some other corners on this team that we're going to talk about that are very, very good. But Wyatt was a, Wyatt was a player that uh, Arizona coaches said, yeah, this guy's going to play. And not only is he going to play, he's going to play a ton. I don't know that they foresaw him starting, but I also can't say that they didn't foresee him starting. But again, really, really talented dude. Um, and sometimes you just get these diamonds in the rough and this Arizona coaching staff have, as we've talked about time and time and time again, are able to find these diamonds in the rough. And, you know, whether it's a Jonas Savaneo, Wendell Moe, a Tanner McLaughlin, you name it across the board, Arizona, the Arizona coaching staff has been able to find these dudes and why it's another one. Now at that nickel spot or whatever position you want to call it, the you're going to have, uh, you're going to have Traden Stukes. Uh, Stukes is not the most talented physically, uh, is not the most talented uh, physical player in the world, but he's also got a lot of, a, or he's also got a knack for the ball. And that's something that he has shown time and time and time again at the University of Arizona, going back to his freshman year, his sophomore year, his junior year now. Now, again, with the COVID year, everybody's got an extra year, so he could theoretically be here another 13 years if he wanted to. But Stukes is very, very good in that nickel role. He's a little miscast if you have to put him out on an island as one of the corners, but right there on the inside, he's exactly what you want because he's instinctive, he's quick, he's fast, he's strong, you name it. He's able to do a lot of different things right there. Um, Now, a big part of what he can do, though, also is – he can help out in run support. Even though he's smaller, he's a physical dude, and you're going to probably see that a lot because I could see Mississippi State also trying to run the ball quite a bit in Arizona. Because keep in mind, this is an Arizona defense last year that was one of the worst defenses in the country. So Mississippi State would be stupid not to try to run the ball. Got to remember that. Um, but those are your three corners right there. And then after that, it becomes fascinating because you got Takario Davis in there. Um, I thought Takario Davis was going to be the uh, the other starting uh, cornerback this year, but that goes to show you what I know. But again, Takario is very talented, um, about six foot two, six foot three. Another guy that's just a huge corner out of Long Beach, Milliken. I look for him to place. I look for him to play quite a bit this coming uh, in this game, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he does re-enter the rot or the starting uh, rotation at some point. Mainly because you know very rarely get guys of that size, of that ilk, and especially in the Pac-12 where everybody can throw the ball. That is a good, good thing to have right there. So again, keep that. He certainly keep that in mind right there. Then at that other one, other corner you've got right there is Charles Yates, kid out of Pierce Junior College. 
showed a lot of talent um, this past, showed a lot of talent uh, in the spring, still a little bit behind the curve, but um, there are big plans for him and there should be big plans for him because he is, uh, um, he's, he's kind of a ball hawk. He's a pretty strong guy. It's his thing is just, he's got to continue to get acclimated to the division one power five level. And if he does that, he is going to be just fine. Again, a very, very good player, Charles Yates. But again, those are your corners right there. And there's a lot to like about all of them. Um, and they're going to be a big key to victory here for the university of Arizona. You just got to be able to uh, see that one play out. Now you might be thinking to yourself, Mike, where's the LinkedIn read? All right, here's the LinkedIn read. All right, linkedin.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. Um, everybody knows somebody that's gotten a job through LinkedIn. Um, you you might have gotten a job through LinkedIn, or if you got money, you maybe have hired somebody through LinkedIn. But there's a reason that everybody gets a job through LinkedIn. It's because it works. Uh, there's no, uh, this isn't complicated. It works. It is simple. It is easy. And again, check it out. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. All kinds of good stuff there. And again, um, you need a job. You know somebody that needs a job. Shoot them in that direction, and they will not be. Uh, they will not. They will be thankful for the advice. Get on the uh, gravy train that so many others have gotten on. Okay, let's take a quick break. Come back with us, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit more now about the defensive line and what needs to happen in this game. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now the defensive line. Here we are. We need to talk about Big Bill Norton. All right, we're playing an SEC team. Big Bill Norton was on Georgia last year. Now, a lot of people said, well, how good could Big Bill Norton really be because he didn't play much at Georgia? Well, that just goes to show you the fallacy of it because Big Bill Norton is good. And believe it or not, there's a difference between uh, being the uh, defensive lineman at the University of Arizona and being a defensive lineman at the University of Georgia. It's a different animal. Now, again, Arizona is going to get to that point, but they aren't there yet. Big Bill Norton was a uh, immovable force out there in that game against NAU. I get it. NAU sucks. Don't care. Uh, at about 6'3", 340. Uh, Arizona has needed players like Big Bill Norton, and he was able to kind of gobble up the middle right there. It's a different animal, though. Obviously, you're playing Mississippi State. But the one thing that we do know is that Big Bill Norton uh, has played against this level of competition, and he has shown that he can play fairly well against it. So what is that next level going to be right there? I think we're just going to find out, but it should be fascinating. Um, but there is a lot to like about him. And then, obviously, at the other at the other end, you got uh, Taylor Upshaw, Michigan transfer via Colorado. He's going to have to get after Will Rogers. And, um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't even mind seeing Justin Flo, ex five-star linebacker out of Oregon, just be put in one of those roles to just chase after the quarterback. If you put him in one of those roles to chase after the quarterback, I think he can be fairly effective. As a matter of fact, I am saying he will be fairly effective right there. But, again, between Tai Tai Uyaga Lele, another player that we uh, uh, had a nice block kick that was uh, one that was returned for a, uh, a touchdown last uh, week between Tai Tai Uyaga Lele and Tyler Manoa. You got some dudes there, right there on that side of the ball. You just got to be able to see them be able to play that one all the way to fruition. And then if you can keep uh, if you can keep those guys off the side of the ball, 
Jacob Manu gets free to make plays. Now, again, we all know Jacob Manu is a tackling machine, but he's undersized. He's about 5'9", probably about 220. But he also packs a punch right there. But Manu is uh, Manu's just a very, Manu's a very instinctive player. And our guy Greg Biggins uh, has said before that, you know, he was two inches taller, be starting at Alabama. I mean, that's just how good he is. Again, really, really good player right there. And again, there's a lot to like about him. Um, but he's got to be able, the uh, Arizona defensive line has to be able to keep these offensive linemen off of him. And I think they're going to be able to do it. Um, and then after that, obviously, you've got uh, Daniel Haimuli, transfer from Washington, um, had a, a nice uh, had a nice first game in a U of A uniform. Arizona coaches have spoken very, very highly of him, and I would look for that to continue as well. But again, that's kind of your front right there. That's what you're looking at. And honestly, if you can get Isaiah Ward at that other end position, who still is kind of a thin dude, but if you can get Isaiah Ward in there as well, uh, making some plays, you feel pretty good about your chances. Again, as we've said from day one, you don't need Arizona. Arizona doesn't need to be the best defense in the country. It is not going to be the best defense in the country. It will not be the best defense in the conference. That's not where we're getting at right here. We're thinking big picture. Just be eighth in the conference. Don't suck. And if you are eighth in the conference and you don't suck, Arizona is going to win a lot of games. And as we've talked about uh, ad nauseum, a big addition to this team obviously has been Dwayne Aquino. Um, if there is a more accomplished defensive backs coach in college football history than Dwayne Aquino, I would love for you to show me the resume because I, you will keep looking. There is not a, a, a bunch of Thorpe Award winners, first-team All-Americans, NFL draft picks, you name it. Dwayne Aquina has probably coached them. And so, again, and then in the secondary, it's going to be fascinating to see what exactly happens because Gunnar Maldonado is going to be out for the first half at safety. I am all right with Gunnar Maldonado being out at safety because Gunnar Maldonado is a liability in pass coverage. I don't understand why he's even out there, but every coaching staff has a certain amount of, uh, you know, love for certain players. Now, if Arizona were to win this game, this would be a monumental win for Jed Fish. Now, Jed Fish, it's no secret, has been able to score victory after victory, um, whether it's come from the uh, whether it's come in the offseason recruiting. You bro just bring in the top-rated defensive end in the entire country, Elijah Rushing. That does not happen at Arizona. Then you obviously have Keona Wilhite as well, similar, similarly uh, skilled a player. And you went from one win to five wins in that uh, second year. If you beat Mississippi State, all of a sudden your bowl win, your bowl, or uh, your uh, season over under games start to become a little bit more interesting, right there. Because again, um, this is a uh, you know the over under. If you're on Fanduel, five wins right there. I've said from the beginning when it was at four and a half to take the over of the Wildcats, because again, this is a, uh, it's a very easy. Um, I think it's a very easy win, but if you get this win, then you're going into the conference play at three and oh, you only got to win three games out of what the rest, uh, the following nine. So this would be a massive win, but we're also going to talk about what it would mean. Big picture legacy wise for Jed fish, but first game time. All right. Game time right here. Download the Game Time app today. Use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. All right, you got to remember, there has been a lot of people out here 
Um, and we can vouch for them who have talked on shows, other uh, entities that have said we used game time. It got us to the game and it got us at a very good price. The great thing about game time also, though, do not forget this one. The other great thing about game time as well, though, is they can also get you into other events, concerts, uh, move, you know, all kinds of stuff. Game time is here to help you out. Help let game time help you out because again, they are there to help you. Use again, use code locked on college for $20 off. Download the game time app today. You will thank me later for doing it because again, everybody's been in that spot where, man, I'm late to a game, need tickets, whatever the case may be. Game time has heard you and game time has got you. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, come back, and then we're gonna talk overarching what a win would mean for Jed Fish. Happy Thursday, and thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. All right, what would a win mean for Jed Fish? First of all, it would uh, not that he needs it, but it would certainly uh, validify. Is validify a word? Um, let's just say it's not. It would certainly validate. How about that? The uh, uh, the direction of the program. Now again. Um, there's no doubt you look at the talent that he's brought in since he came to the U of A. And let's be honest here. Arizona was at absolute rock bottom when he came in here. And not only were they at rock bottom, there was not much, uh, not much on in the pipeline because again, it wasn't like Kevin Sumlin took this job seriously. Kevin Sumlin did not take this job seriously. Um, so again, you had a roster that was, uh, filled with a group of five players, OKGs, all those type of dudes. But the one thing about this squad though, that, uh, uh, Jet Fish has now on the offensive side of the ball, he has skill players and he's got a ton of them. Last year, Arizona was in the game against Mississippi state, but it really was never in the game. If that makes any sense. Um, it was Jaden Delores' first year here, obviously, and there were obviously some growing pains involved with him. Had some, uh, you know, had some costly uh, mistakes, but at the end of the day, um, he had, I would say, a, an above average uh, first year. Arizona needs him to be able to take that next step, and there's no reason that he can't take that next step because he's got the type of players around him that he needs. He's got an offensive line with multiple NFL players on it. He's also got in T-Mac, Jacob Cowing, Montana, Lamonius Craig, uh, Tanner McLaughlin. You got three or four dudes right there that could play in the NFL. It's actually, as weird as this is to say, a team that is loaded with NFL talent. Um, he's got to utilize those guys. But more so than anything, don't try to make the big play that you don't need to make. There's nothing wrong with throwing the ball away. This team is a talented enough team to be able to live for another day. And I think that's what Jed Fish would probably be telling him as well. Let's just work. Let's just live to fight another day. Just no stupid turnovers here. If you don't have any dumb turnovers, I think Arizona can very well win this game. As a matter of fact, I think Arizona's going to win this game. I am picking a 34 to 28 upset right there. Check it out on FanDuel. But I think this is the game that if Arizona can win, you already see the offseason recruiting. You see the engagement with alumni. You see all of that that Jed Fish has been able to do. The next step, though, is getting that winning record. Again, you go from one win to five wins. You get in that seven or eight win range. 
And then all of a sudden you really start getting some people's attention. But I think Arizona is going to win this game right here. And I just laid out the reasons why. But Arizona in the secondary is going to need big performances, obviously out of Ephesians, Prysock, and crew. And big Bill Norton on the defensive line is going to have to come up really big. But I expect all of that to happen right there. And if we're back on Monday talking about a Arizona win, don't say that you weren't warned about that. But I also think this coaching staff knows that in year three, they've got a real chance here. And some people are probably sleeping on them a little bit as well. But you know what? We're more than okay with that over here because if they're sleeping on them, that means that they're not taking them seriously. And Arizona is talented enough to come in and win those type of games. Okay. So that's where we're at. Again, the keys to this game, stopping Will Rogers, Ephesians Prize Sox, Big Bill Norton, I believe, have to have big games. And Jane Delora, you've got enough talented guys out there. Just live to fight another day. There's absolutely no reason to force something that isn't there. And why don't we go out there and get Jed Fish, the biggest victory of his tenure. On that note, you guys have a great rest of your Thursday, and thanks for making Lockdown Wildcats your first listen of the day.